Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5.30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Well, Jerome Powell has some things to say to protesters, which is kind of funny and charming. Uh, There's a guy who gets shamed for trying to bring water to drought-infected areas of Africa. And yes, we are all analyzing the debate from last night, which... Most of us did not watch. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It is our third hour. We have two more to go, so don't go anywhere. Uh, just as a programming note, since we're talking about sports today with the mullet, soon we will be entering basketball season, which is my favorite time of year because then they cut into our six o'clock hour on the show. Our first time that happens is on Tuesday of next week where the game will be at 6.30 p.m. So, uh, next week is what's known as the League of Municipalities Convention. (coughs) It's a big (laughs) political get-together in Atlantic City. Happens always the week after the election and the week before Thanksgiving. And I always go every year. And I'll be doing the show from down there on Tuesday at an undisclosed location. I'll be on site. I have not told you this yet, Matt DeSantis, nor have I asked the executive producer slash... I'm sorry, the, the program director slash brand manager slash executive producer of & Company slash co-host of Kale & Company slash corporate chill slash El Jefe slash Darth Stalker, Greg Stalker, permission. But I'm just thought of it. I just thought of it right now at this moment. But anyway, <laughs> when I do that next week at the last, so 6.30, we have to turn it over to Temple, Penn State, whatever, right? All I know is I love college basketball. Love it. We're going to pretend like we don't. Every night of the day, bump us. We're going to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Oh, woe is me. But um, that we are getting into that season, of course. It's also now freaking pitch black out, and it's 5 o'clock. Look outside the window right yeah, now. Yeah, this is depressing. Depressing. See, I like when I do the show from home, and my new, um, the new Zioli com- compound home studio is is in a basement location. In the old house, I did it from the garage. And now I'm in a basement, so I don't have any windows, so I can't... It's like a casino. I don't know what time it is ever, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I won't be able to see that it's dark, because this is depressing. It's, it's also depressing at 4 o'clock in the morning when Reagan is wide awake because the sun is shining into her room. 
We got to do away with daylight saving time. Ah, it's just brutal. It's brutal. Arizona did away with it. Why can't the rest of us? Think of the farmers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. They don't have (laughs) access to clocks. I think you mean lights, Matt DeSantis, It's not clocks. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, lights. lights. Yeah, I think is what I think is what you were trying to say. Lights. Uh, well, yeah, no, I, I think I think the years ago they did it for for to conserve energy. Actually, is the reason why Woodrow Wilson, the worst president in America, was the first one to try these shenanigans. And back then, it was to conserve energy for the war. And then Roosevelt did the same nonsense, and then it became a national law. But everybody hates it. Everybody hates it. Why do we still do this? Is my question. Why? Why? There's actually a debate, an ongoing debate. Do you want that extra hour of daylight at the beginning of the day, which health experts claim benefits? Oh, uh, the, health, the same health experts that said get the COVID shot? <laughs> or the end of the day, which I think is actually the more popular option. Like something like 73% of yes. American society wants that extra right. uh, hour of light at the end of the day. Why would you not want it to be bright right now at freaking 5 o'clock? I don't know. Ask the scientists. They say it's better. You know, the problem is you are a Harvard elitist snob <laughs> and you listen to scientists, no. the same people that said uh, wear a mask during COVID. No, I'm, in, I'm firmly in the camp that says put the uh, extra hour of daylight at the end of the day. I'd much rather have it. I'm just giving you the counter argument that there is a group of uh, experts that claim it's beneficial uh, to our health if we have that extra hour at the beginning of this. Henry, it sounds to me like he's trying to have it both ways. Doesn't it sound that to me? A little bit. A little bit, right? Once again, Matt the Sanctitraterist is trying to have it both ways. Oh, you know, I was in Best Buy yesterday, and I saw they have that new artificial intelligence Coke. And I meant to buy you a bottle, but I just forgot. But I'm going to buy right next to the machine and sent I me a text. I know. And, I, and then I, I got distracted. <laughs> Shocking. But I am going to buy you the AI Coke. Will you drink it? Absolutely. You yeah. drink it on the air. I'm right? excited to try AI it. Co- You'll drink AI Coca-Cola. Yeah. That doesn't scare you what in any is- way. I don't really know what it is, but I assume yeah. that it's not like rat poison, right? Well, what? maybe. I mean, I don't what know. It depends if it- the AI wants to kill us or not. Yes, Henry. What makes it AI? Well, they used... Great question. They used artificial intelligence to come up with the perfect Coke flavor. I love this. Okay. And I think that this is the same the same computers that came up with Coke 2. Remember New Coke? or New, I think it was New called Coke. New Coke, right? Which was a freaking disaster. New Coke was worse for Coke than Bud Light, than Dylan Mulvaney was for Bud Light. <laughs> I mean, it almost destroyed the brand. It was so bad. Remember new- the soda wars of the 80s? You guys were not around for that, really, no. at the time. But there were the soda wars. When we battled over, there was New Coke, there was Pepsi 2. Remember Pepsi 2? I don't know that. Exactly. You don't. That's the point, because it was terrible. Well, now they have artificial intelligence that is getting involved in making the new flavor, but it. But I read the ingredients, and it's still the same high fructose corn syrup yes. crap that is the problem. Oh, well, look, I love Coca-Cola, and I love artificial intelligence, so bring it on. I don't know why sales has not gotten you a Coca-Cola endorsement yet. Give me an artificial intelligence endorsement as well. <laughs> you want to endorse AI? Yeah. Uh, Would you ever hear that, um, that thought experiment, uh, Rocco's Basilisk? Oh, I hate you. I really do. I hate you. The fact that you know what that is. Well, no, it's the it's this theory that once is this like do bad do do uh, douchebaggeries? Uh... <laughs> You're getting so close to that dump button. Uh, sorry, uh, Duverger. No, right, Duverger. With that, no. Rocco's Basilisk uh, is this theory that eventually it's inevitable that artificial intelligence will take over uh, humanity. Yes, I. You know what else? And, you know what else well, is that theory? It's called the Terminator. <laughs> no, well, there's more to it than. Oh, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So. 
the, it's also uh, theorized that artificial intelligence will be uh, sort of vengeful when it takes over. Oh, shocking. So, like, if you hate artificial intelligence and you didn't um, actively help it progress mm-hmm. uh, during the de- uh, developmental stages, then you will be punished by artificial intelligence when it seizes power. But somebody like me who loves artificial intelligence, and I can't stress that enough in case AI is listening, I'll be rewarded. So you are, su- let me understand this now, you are sucking up to artificial intelligence on the idea that it will spare you when it takes over. Is that your working theory? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I want to be in uh, artificial intelligence's good graces when it becomes our overlord. So you'll be punished. I'll be, I'll be living like a king, basically. I'm already being punished because you're my executive producer. <laughs> I lost a bet with God. <laughs> Well, I, uh, Rogo's Basilisk doesn't address that. Rogo's Basilisk. Uh, what a, I mean, I, 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 I listen to this and I think to myself, why, why, why? But it's better than du- douchebaggery's. Uh, <laughs> okay, that. I, I what? Like we're, that one I think we have to dump. <laughs> what? <laughs> you flat out you said it. You can't put the bag on it. Baggery, I said. Right. All right. D-baggery's. Okay, that one works. Right. D-bag's law. What is D-bag's law again? It's basically that in a uh, winner-take-all election, there's only going to ever be two parties that um, that are, uh, that have it. It'll ultimately boil down to two-party system. All right. So then, it, I think D Bag's law was proven correct when uh, Giuseppe Costanzo <laughs> got 893 votes in the fourth legislative district and knocked out the Republican Chris Del Borello from winning the Senate seat. Would you Would you not agree with that? Yeah, Duverger's law, basically, uh, it's the strategy behind it, that mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to fracture that vote. Exactly. Which benefited the Democrat candidate. Which is why I tell people, if you vote third party, you're throwing your vote away and you're being a D-bag. <laughs> How many people do you think voted for that candidate, ironically? Oh, of God. that like, 800 I, 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 I hope I, I hope you're wrong about I hope nobody did. Henry right. and I were talking about that yesterday. I, I know people within my friend group that occasionally throw their vote away on presidential candidates because they think it's funny um, and they like tweeting photos of it for whatever. Like that guy who wears the boot on his head whose name escapes me. Ver- uh, Vermin, Vermin Supreme. Supreme. Vermin Supreme. I have a friend that votes for him every presidential election cycle. He but where even- does he live? I don't know. I want to give his address. No, no. What state? Oh, it's in New Jersey. Well, so it's it doesn't like matter. A, it's, yeah, irre- it's, it's irrelevant. It's then. then he can. Uh, but okay, there are some states you're allowed to do that because your vote doesn't matter at that point. You know what I'm saying? You vote for Vernon Supreme in New Jersey. It, it's not going to affect anything. No. For go- for president. For yeah. president. I mean, if you do that for governor, then you're gonna. That's why we have well, King Philip the Unaccountable. If you voted third party against Jack Cittarelli uh, two years ago, that's why we have His Royal Highness, Royal Rugness, King Philip the Unaccountable. Yeah. So I don't know. If I, I agree with your assessment, obviously, uh, my buddy voting for Vermin Supreme isn't altering the um, election outcome in New Jersey. But I do wonder how many of those ironic votes exist in elections. Uh, for example, like the one that we were just talking about where there was a made up candidate, basically. Um, but I also wonder. Somebody said your artificial intelligence. Somebody <laughs> just texted that to me. Uh, I find that complimentary they, they think you were created by ai how do you feel about that i find it a, a complimentary thank okay. you all right well uh, that's good but i also wonder uh, if people who vote ironically aren't you know actually taking the time to vote in an off-year election cycle which yeah voter turnout isn't that great in the first place well that's the problem right there i'll tell you that giuseppe costanzo oh 855-839-1210 matt is in center city matt how are you sir 
Good afternoon. Good evening, Rich and Meg, as always. Long time listener, infrequent Well, thank um, you, sir. You're, you've got kind of a bad connection, but go, but go ahead. Let's see if we can make this work. Sorry, I'm surprised you're not getting bumped for uh, Rutgers. <laughs> me too. Wow. Me too. R- Rutgers women's uh, jello wrestling is tonight. But anyway. <laughs> Anywho, I was trying to, since you're not a sports fan or sports nut, but you do know sports movies. I do. I love sports movies. I think they're great, especially Invincible. Uh, my, you know, I love Vince Papali. He's one of my, my absolute favorite people on, in the world. And uh, we watch Invincible. Patrick loves that movie. And I want a signed Vince Papali jersey by Vince Papali to Patrick for his birthday. And Vince, if you're lin- listening right now, as I know you, you are, can we make this happen? So go ahead. Anyway, you were saying, well, go ahead. When are you going to expose Patrick to Slapshot? Slapshot's a great movie. I should do that. You know what movie's terrible, so, since we're talking about sports movies? Remember the movie where the guy was a hockey player and he became a figure skater? Oh, man, that's like Ice Castle or something. It's, it's, oof, that's like in the 80s, I believe. Yeah, it's an 80s Maybe. chick chick flick. So my version of hell is that I have to watch that movie every day of my life over and over again. The cutting edge. The cutting edge. So, in the cutting edge, this guy's a professional NHL hockey player. He has an injury or something, but he's a good skater. So, he becomes an ice skating figure skater and falls in love with his co star, his co co dancer. Well, she's got to be hot. Well, I I mean, yes, she was, but that's beside the point. (laughs) No, it's not beside the point. (laughs) What's the point you want to make? Anyways, if you look at the. So, Slapshot, the Charleston Charleston Chiefs, yes. they were losing minor league, and they had no fan base. They were losing games. And who did they bring in? The note that the, the coach didn't want, the coach wouldn't even play. Who were the three people that they put in there and just shook things up? The Hanson brothers. So, Donald Trump is kind of like what the, to the Republican Party, what the Hanson brothers were to that team. Okay, and they kept winning and winning, and they got more fans and more fans, and and then, and then of a sudden they didn't want them anymore. Remember the, in the final, the final, uh, the final playoff, they wanted to play old time hockey again, right? Where they weren't going to, they weren't going to be what the Hanson brothers were, and that's what the Republican Party like. When Trump came on the scene in 2016, he was like the Hanson brothers. He took no prisoners. He because he wasn't a politician. He just and everybody loved him and rallied around him. And then, like, now it's like it's kind of like the final, the final playoff in, 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 uh, in, in Slapshot where no one's – they're trying to play old-time hockey again, and you can't. Like, you need to some, – someone's got to be the brawler. Either it's Rick DeSant, Ron DeSantis or, or Trump, but it's like you got to take the gloves off. Well, Trump is the brawler. I mean, that's that's and, Trump's whole thing. He is the brawler. He's the fighter. That's his whole, that's his whole thing. Right. Yeah. So can well. That, I mean, that's how I see it, and like because that's how they. It, it, well, going this because I know you're good at, not good at sports movies. I sports the sports movies, but I was trying to put that analogy in there, like like talking earlier last hour about you know trying to compare politics to sports. It's the same darn thing. Like you have fans. Fans are voters. The politicians are the players. You know and who's going to rally behind them. So it's like, can, can Trump do it again? I. I I don't know. That's I mean, I know you have, you have a loyalty to him. I I I think he is, but you know, DeSantis is also good. I 
Well, I wish you listen, go, I listen, wish you but the problem, but. the problem is, and again, this is what I keep saying. It's not about me. It, DeSantis has to win. I, and, and if he can't do that, if he can't motivate Republicans to get behind him, then he's not going to be the nominee. All of this stuff we're talking about is in the ether. If these guys cannot get the votes, it doesn't matter okay, so what I think, right? I, I, I mean, at this no, point, no, 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 of course, no, it does, it does matter what you think. So, OK, right now, Trump has got all these legal cases going against him. So he's in the penalty box. So if he eventually he's going to get out of the penalty box and get on the ice again, right? Yes. Now, does he come out and play old time hockey or does he go out and play Hanson type? hockey? He only knows. One, listen, he plays the only game he knows how to play, which is Donald Trump taking the hockey stick and going straight to that goal. And that's why people like him. And I think that the people that don't like that about him liked the results that he delivered, which is he got that puck into the goal time and time and again. And so they may not like him as a player, but they like the results. And this time around, I think if he's the nominee, that's what people are going to think. Yep, exactly. That means like slap shot is such a great metaphor for what's going on with the Republican Party. He is in the penalty box. He comes back out again, gets on the ice, and he plays the way the Hanson brothers did. You know, just what's he got to lose? Don't be nice again. They just do what you got to do. That's Play dirty. Because everybody else is. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what, actually, at the end of the day, I think it's what people like about him. Uh, very good, Matt. I like, I enjoy the conversation. Thank you, buddy. And I will go you back. You too, Rich. And, long, time, long time. Have a good night, man. You too, pal. Thanks very much. Uh, Brian's in Philly. Hello, Brian. Hey, how you doing, Rich? What's up, Brian? Um, I just wanted, uh, I was listening to the guy two, two times ago who was trying to defend his case about Donald Trump not being electable. And I'm 100% in agreement. I think in I think in 24, based on what I see from friends, neighbors, clients, there's a there's a number of people. 83 year old neighbor of mine put a Biden sign up because he hates Donald Trump. A dear friend of mine who wrote me a long email about the reasons why he's going to be an independent, retain his Republican voting rights so he could vote against Trump. And four or five guys in my office who voted twice for Trump who just hate him so much they cannot do it again. Okay. And I believe that I believe he's going to lose if he's elected in 24. Now, I voted for him twice. I believe in his policies, just like you said. And his policies were great. And I can convince even a lower Marian mother who votes Democrat all the time that the Abraham Accords were working. But... The rest, you will never get women to vote for Donald Trump. That's not true. No, you again, you're looking, you're looking at women as a group, and I'm telling you to look, look at an, an individual woman who has her own concerns and her own thoughts and her own opinions, and while she may not like Donald Trump, does she like what Donald Trump did for the economy, for her family, for world peace? That's the question she's going to have to ask herself in the upcoming election if he's the nominee. That, and and to, to say that just because she has a vagina, she's going to think a certain way is the way the left thinks about people. Because you're black, you're going to go the same way. Or because you're, you're, you're a woman, you're going to go the same way. That's how the left addresses these things. we got to rise above that, man. I'm telling you. Look, and I, 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 I agree with you. We all know what he did, and I agree with his policies. But here's what I, what I believe. I believe that Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis can easily use his policies and push those policies through without 
without the victual, without without having to worry about getting impeached every week. They can they can articulate. They're both. You don't th- wait a second. You don't think the Democrats will come after them if they're in the White House? Well, they're, they're going to come after all of us all the exactly. time. It doesn't matter. Exactly. But, we, but, but, we're not gonna, but you're not going to have Ron DeSantis snatch defeat from the mouth of victory the way Donald Trump did. Every week that we had to listen to him, we had to wait and just hold our breath that he doesn't say something stupid. And it was exhausting, Rich, for, for four years. His policies worked. The border was right. Abraham Accords was right. The, um, the tax cuts were all correct. They, that's all. Nobody cares because the media is not going to remind the women voters that he did that. They're going to remind him what Stop a dummy Stop saying was. women voters. You, you keep acting well, like no, every no, woman okay, thinks buddy. the same. They don't. And I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting, but you, you guys don't understand. The, the Ron Rona McDaniel doesn't know that five really smart gentlemen in my office who voted twice for him won't do it again. Even because if he's a nominee, the- you're telling me it's Trump versus Biden. They're going to vote Biden again. No, no, no. They, they'll either not vote, but they won't vote for Donald Trump. They won't vote for Biden. They won't vote. vote nobody will vote for Biden. They just will vote. They, they can't put. Donald Trump and put him on the in the, in the office yet, and, and I don't think the Republican Party understands the depth of the dislike for him. And when you can you can pull as many maggot people as you want, they're all going to love him, and he's, his ego is going to keep blowing up. But at, when the bottom line's over, we lost yesterday. Tuesday was a disaster. We he wasn't on the ballot become, on Tuesday. But it doesn't. But but. It trickles down. If anyone is associated with him, you, you if anyone's associated with him, and people realize that they just they're they're just pushed back by it, and that's why we have Fetterman. I mean, we have Fetterman because of because of uh, Oz, because of Donald Trump endorsed him. He just he's he's um you know his his magic touch is gone, and I think we need another candidate that can that can have his policies articulate them better. And I think I think uh, both Nikki and Ron would be better candidates. All right. Well, well, look, I'm not saying that you are are, obviously you you have your opinion. But again, they have to make it through the primary, though. If they can't do that, then again, there's not a secret cabal in the back of the room that makes these determinations. The Republican Party doesn't pick the candidate in a secret smoke filled back room. It's up to the voters. but they do when Ronnie Ron McDaniels backs him. When you know when they're what are they all afraid of? Why don't they? Why don't Nikki? I would want Nikki or Ron to get out on the stage last night and someone asked them, "You're running against the other five people, but you're actually running against Donald Trump. Why should you be the nominee instead of him?" And one of them has to put the big boy pants on and say, "75 percent of the." public doesn't want either candidate trump or biden and nikki has said it on tv he's unelectable i haven't heard her say it because she's afraid to lose the maga vote and they have to balance that because if she if one of those goes against donald trump they're going to lose the maga vote but maybe they have to put take the nuclear option just say he's unelectable and you have to vote for me so that i can put in the policies that he and we the, the only way that one of them emerges to actually beat Donald Trump in a primary is if everyone gets out and backs one candidate. Do you see that happening? Right. I, it, it's hard to. I, I wish I wish the two of them could come together and say, let's go as a team or, or you go and you have my vo- votes and let's just let's just make sure that okay, we you, win. But do you see that happening is the question. Uh, not right now, unless right. one of them, unless 
know, right. some kind of deal. Because they have massive but, but, egos and they're not going to gather rights. Look, Brian, I appreciate your call. I just think, again, these things are not up to us. These things are up to the voters. And obviously, Trump has a massive lead for a reason in the Republican primary. There, 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 there's no there's no mechanism by which you stop that unless you have a one on one race against him where every other Republican running decides to sit down and get together and back one person. But in that room, Nikki Haley's going to say it should be me. Ron DeSantis is going to say it should be me. Chris Christie's going to say it should be me. And they're all going to walk out of that room and nothing's going to change. That, and that is the reality of the situation. But it also, it also could be helpful, you know, guys like yourself who have the audience is, in, you know, Pennsylvania, listen, listen. <laughs> Pennsylvania's primary is not even until March, February, March, something like that. I don't even know if he, if, if Ron DeSantis will still be in the race by then. Yeah, we don't. But right, exactly. Gotta, exactly. That's my point. I the, uh, this this point about you know I, me using my platform to advocate a candidate that that's sure. that's not that's not what Republican voters want to hear. They don't want to hear somebody tell them. What to do, what who to back, who to vote for. I haven't said you should go out there and support Trump. I haven't said a word about that. I have not told anybody not to vote for this person or that person. I haven't said you should vote for Trump. I haven't said you shouldn't vote for DeSantis. All of these things are happening because Republican voters, individual voters like the guys and they're making their decisions accordingly. That is the fact. If somebody is going to beat Trump, They've got to be able to show that they can beat the other Republicans in the race. And do you realize at this point, not a single person up on that stage last night has been able to actually even beat anybody else on that stage? Yeah, it's just it's just it's just frustrating. And I'm, I'm, my major concern is that we're as a party, we're heading in the wrong direction. And I just don't think that Donald Trump's going to be able to carry it. Based on what I see in the ground level of people that just just have such a, a dislike for the guy, and that carries whether or not you love the policies and, and they're good policies, the fact they hate them overrides that, and it's going to be tough. That's my view. Brian, thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. Again, it's not up to us; it's up to the voters. Right now, Trump has fifty nine percent of Republican support, according to Real Clear Politics polling averages. Which means that even if the remainder of the party rallied, rallied behind an alternative candidate, that candidate would still only get 41% support. Trump's going to be the nominee, period. The only question is, will Republicans who don't like him suck it up and come out in November of 2024 and say that I like his policies even though I don't like him? That's the question. My bet is, if I'm a betting man, my bet is they do. They may not tell their friends. They may not put it on Facebook. They may not, they may not put a yard sign up for Trump in their yard. Uh, and they may go to the cocktail parties and say how Trump disgusts them. But I think deep down inside, when they walk into that, that voting booth or put in that mail-in ballot or drop it off in a box, they're going to say, I want the guy because his policies are better. America was better when he was president. That's... That's the fact. But as long as you have a situation where you've got all these other Republicans running, diluting the vote, there's not even a, a possibility that he doesn't become the nominee at this point. So, I mean, again, I deal in the real world. I don't deal in, 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 in mythical worlds. I just deal in the world I live in. Maya is in Bucks County. Hello, Maya. How are you? 
I'm great, thanks. I am the person you're talking about. Um, I hate him. I absolutely, as a woman, as a human being, I hate everything about him. But I put that aside, and I vote for him because his policies are good. I don't want to have tea with him. I don't want to have dinner with him. I wouldn't even want to socialize with him. Do your job and just shut your mouth. He needs to shut his mouth because he's his own worst enemy. But his politics and his policies are what, like my community, my rural community, like you said, nobody's putting signs out. Well, there's some brave people that do, but we support him here. Well, I mean, that's it. That's exactly what that's I'm saying. It. You, you, you and know. I, I think yeah. there's a lot of people that are like me. I mean, you, you, you don't socialize it. Well, you know, my community, we, we talk about it. But the fact of the matter is, is that he really is his own worst enemy. He just needs to shut up. Well, I don't think he's going. To, when, I don't think he's going yeah. to. I, the, the, Trump I know. Is I, Trump said, is. I don't think he can help himself. I don't think he really can help himself. I think he really just snowballs, and he just you know I don't know if he. I know he's passionate about what he does, and then it just goes off on a tangent. I don't. I don't know. I just think he needs to shut up and govern, and he, things would be a lot better. All right. Well, thank you for the opinion, Maya. I appreciate it very much. Uh, let's go to Laura. She's in Philly. Hello, Laura. Hey, Ruth, how are you? Good, how are you? All right, I, I called because I was talking to Matt, and I love you guys. Thank you. Um, and I actually had him laughing because I said that caller, the gentleman to call it back, I can't handle being grouped into a woman voter. I voted for Donald Trump twice. I, I told Matt I would vote for him 5,000 effing times more if I had to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I don't care. Um, you know, his his locker room talk. I work with all men. It means nothing to me. <laughs> you know, these are things that, you know, that's pointless. He did so many great things. And, you know, my life was better. Yours probably was, too. So many of us was. Yeah. And I just don't see why we can't look past whatever negativity people might have to say, just say, hey, my life was better. Uh I think your your first point, which you said, which is I, I'm a woman, I hate being lumped into this group as women, I think is exactly the point. And the, the point that I've been trying to stress, which is stop saying that all women think alike just because they have, uh, uh, you know, the private parts. Right. Exactly. I don't I don't use those parts to decide who I'm going to vote for. And we're I not mean, all monolithic and, people. Men don't all think the same. Why do why do we assume that women all think the same? I, I, I don't know. And I, I wish I knew the answer. The answer is because, because I'll tell you the reason why it's because pundits like Frank Luntz and other people go on TV and say these stupid things and people listen to them and think that they're right and they're wrong. And they were saying these things in 2016 and they were wrong. So that's the reason why it happens, if you want to know. I mean, that's it. That's it in a, in a nutshell. Uh, Laura, excellent call. Thank you. i got to take a break. I appreciate it very much. 855-839-1210 on Twitter, at Rich Zioli. A lot more to talk about, a lot to chat about, obviously, as the show continues. Let me tell you, though, about my friends at uh, Cherry Ovalo. I just Did I do them? I just did. I talked about them. Emmons. Ammons Roofing. Ammons Roofing and Siding. So we got our new house. As you know, we moved into the new Zioli compound. And I love it. It's great. But like any house, it needs some things. So the first call I made was to my buddy, Matt Kelly, who is the owner of Emmons Roofing, along with his wife, Stephanie. Great people, great friends. 
And they did such great work for our previous house that when we sold it, we got over asking price because they loved the kitchen remodeling that Emmons did. They loved the bathroom remodeling that Emmons did. And the roof has a lifetime warranty, transferable. The windows, the doors, it was beautiful work. I have been with Emmons now for six years. They've been doing great work on my home, six years. And they're about to do some new projects for me at the new house. They already replaced some skylights. They're going to do some roof repairs for me. The question is, in this world where you know that trust is everything, can you count on people who will actually do the work that you need done and do it the right way? And the answer with Emmons is yes, every single time. That's what Emmons does. It's who Emmons is. It's how they pride themselves. They pride themselves on being there for you and doing an excellent job. Now, they have, a, they have a showroom in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, where you can check out. It's the Emmons Remodeling Showroom, or you can go to EmmonsRemodeling.com. Need a new bathroom? Need a new kitchen? Then trust Emmons to do that work for you, just like I trusted them to do the work for me. They did an outstanding job, and we'll use them again very, very soon because we have to remodel a bathroom and they do fantastic, fantastic work. They serve Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, the Jersey Shore. And of course, with the Jersey Shore, with winter coming, winter is brutal on Jersey Shore homes. So if you have any questions about your roof, have Emmons give you a free inspection. Just go to EmmonsRoofing.com, E-M-M-O-N-S, EmmonsRoofing.com, or go to EmmonsRemodeling.com. Choose the company that I trust in my home that I've used now for six years in a row for every conceivable project emmonsroofing.com emmonsroofing.com worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in. So a lot to get to. You know, in New Jersey, there is a lawsuit going on about storing your child's DNA. This is a fascinating story. I, I really am amazed by this. I didn't even know about this. And uh, your baby's DNA is stored for decades in government labs and can be used in police investigations, regardless of your consent, without your permission. 
And New Jersey parents are now suing for rights to their infant's blood. This is an infuriating story. It's amazing that this is actually happening in America. Nearly every U.S.-born baby has blood drawn to check their risk of about 60 rare diseases within hours of coming into the world. What many parents may not know is that these DNA samples can be stored in a government lab indefinitely, allowing law enforcement access to blood for investigations into a child's relative. A 1996 cold case was solved last year after New Jersey police collected a baby's DNA without a warrant to investigate the child's father, grabbing the attention of some parents who are now suing state health officials over its storage practices. Hannah Lavaglio, a resident of Cranberry, New Jersey, and one of the plaintiffs said, this is a true parents' rights issue. This is their body. This is their property taken from them from five years of being a minor. And the state is not required to give any justification. New Jersey can store samples for up to 23 years. While other states like California, Massachusetts, and Maine are indefinite. It is deeply concerning that they are preying on the helplessness of a new parent. In your most vulnerable moment, someone is taking something from your child and you have no idea. Nancy Kearney, a spokesperson for the New Jersey Department of Health, which includes a division of Family Health Services, told the Daily Mail that the New Jersey Department of Health does not comment on pending litigation. Genetic newborn testing started in the 1960s with the hopes of detecting diseases and conditions that could kill a child or cause severe problems. Nurses fill six spots on a special filter card when administering the screening that is then sent to the lab for testing. But leftover samples are stored for the specific allotted time. According to the state of Minnesota's website, samples are kept so that tests can be repeated, used to identify a missing or deceased child, and for medical research. While data is sparse regarding how many samples have been stored, a report states that in 2009, 13.5 billion newborn blood spots were warehoused nationwide. And reports show that most states have stored DNA since at least 2001. California began storing samples indefinitely in state-run biobanks back in 1983. And newborn DNA can be stored in government labs. It's It's just amazing. The state previously only filled five spots on the card, but increased it in the 2010s. In December 2020, it was revealed that investigators in California had sought access to newborn screening samples for criminal investigative purposes and made at least one arrest using the genetic material. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, Georgia, proposed a data bank of the DNA-filed newborn blood spots in uh, 2002 and using them without parental consent for additional purposes beyond the infant genetic screening program. Some states, such as California, or South, I'm sorry, South Carolina, South Dakota, destroy the blood spots after a year or as soon as the testing has been completed. Well, that's the way it should be. Other states that store newborn DNA for years have regulations to limit what can be done with the samples. And some like Alabama and Arizona let parents refuse blood retention. Approximately 29 United States states provide parents with forms to refuse to screen, including Alabama, New York and Nevada. Now, we should reach out, Matt DeSantis, to the Institute for Justice. I love them. I think they're one of the greatest pro-liberty 
think tanks out there. Their lawyers are outstanding. They do great work fighting for freedom. The attorney's Brian Morris, who we've actually had on the show before. Institute for Justice attorney Brian Morris representing Lavaglio and Erica and Jeremy Jeniak, who I actually know personally. I was involved in politics with them up in North Jersey. Said, uh, quote, New Jersey is among the worst. The biggest problem is that it is a black hole with no regulations governing this retention. So let's see if we can get Erica on. Erica has been on the show before in different varieties. Erica and Jeremy are involved in Jersey politics. I've been for a long time. I actually knew them when I was part of the Young Republicans back in the day, a long time ago. And uh, the Institute for Justice, they do, they do fantastic work. Nothing is preventing the New Jersey Health Department from doing anything with the samples. This is not just a parent issue. It is about digital privacy as well. The government can reach in and take whatever it wants, and we are trying to protect individuals from that. Texas, Minnesota, and Michigan have also faced lawsuits over their blood storage practices, primarily because parents did not provide consent. The 2009 lawsuit in Texas, which was holding DNA indefinitely, resulted in the state's 5.3 million blood samples, and now all blood samples obtained after 2012, They must be destroyed after two years. Good. If the government has a compelling reason to get access to your DNA, to your blood sample, then they'll go to a judge and get a warrant as per the Fourth Amendment. This idea that we take it as a baby and we keep it and we store it in case we need it in the future, it's completely unconstitutional. It's absolutely unconstitutional. And again, I've had uh, three kids. One was born in Connecticut, one was born in Utah, and one was born in New Jersey. I had no say over the first two and the ability to draw blood because they were not, at the time, yet our legal children. But with my bio baby, the bio baby surprise, not that she was made in a lab or anything, I just meant that, you know, uh, I didn't even realize this. But they just came in, they just took the tests, and if I had to sign a form, I was probably like a tired parent and just didn't read the fine print and signed it. I mean, you know. So I'm glad I'm grateful to Erica and, and Jeremy for coming out and starting this lawsuit, because I think a lot of parents right now are turning around and going, wait, what? 23 years you store this. And now I got to check on the laws in Connecticut and Utah as well. Utah, I'm sure, probably destroys them because it's a pretty red state. Isn't it funny how it's all these lefty states that love to store this stuff on us? Isn't it all? It, it's always the blue states that do this crap, isn't it? It's always the blue lefty states that wind up doing this stuff and 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 finding ways to to keep our data and, our, and, and access it and spy on us and compile information outside the scope of the Fourth Amendment indefinitely because it, it, it just increases their power over us. It's always them. It's always the blue states every single time. A 2014 settlement in the Minnesota lawsuit resulted in 1.1 million blood samples being destroyed. Good. Another lefty wacko state, Minnesota. In 2022, Michigan, which began retention in 2012, was also sued to destroy 3 million blood spots, but that lawsuit is ongoing. While a warrant is typically needed to obtain genetic material, the New Jersey Office of the Public Defender Law Enforcement did not have permission to collect the child's blood from the database. New Jersey police have used the state's newborn disease screening program five times previously. 
The samples were obtained from the card of a now 11-year-old child to arrest the father, Brian Avis, for the rape of a 10-year-old girl in 1996 and a 5-year-old girl in 2003, according to Law 360. See, but this is what happens, right? So they turn around and they say, well, but we got a child rapist out of it. So the government will argue that it's in your best interest to let the state store your kid's DNA for 23 years on the off chance we may have to catch a rapist. Of the 23 million stored samples they have, they got one bad guy. You see the, you see the game that's played? But they'll scream about the bad guy and they'll convince people, hey, listen, it's worth giving the government your most precious data, your DNA, in case there's a child rapist involved. And there'll be people out there that go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Got to keep us safe from child rapists. It's, a, it's the same argument. The government storing your electronic data, spying on you. It's the same thing. Well, we got to keep you t- safe from terrorists. So turn over your information. Turn over your data. Give the police state what it needs. Give the police state what it wants. They'll keep you safe. Until one day they start using that against you. Until one day in the future they start looking at that DNA and deciding that they're going to, I don't know, charge you more for something if, they, if you have a risk of something. They'll use that to maybe deny you something in life. Or, or maybe at one point, if the left gets their way, they'll just use it to just completely start wiping out. They love eugenics. The left loves eugenics. Woodrow Wilson was the, was the first guy to embrace eugenics. And so was, of course, Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood. And so was your, the left's God, the holy progressive high spirit of, of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. All these people love this idea of race cleansing and everything else. They love it. By serving a subpoena upon the newborn screening laboratory, the state police sidestepped its constitutional obligation to develop probable cause and obtain a warrant so that it could obtain a buccal swab from the client to perform an analysis of his DNA. I agree. I mean, if you if you have somebody who you think might be a suspected child rapist, get a warrant. It's not that hard. You go to a judge and get a warrant. It's not that complicated. It's very simple, actually. Go to a judge. Your Honor, we have probable cause to believe this man may be a child rapist. And we have probable cause to believe that the answer may lie in getting a DNA screening of him and a a swab. And then the judge will grant you the warrant. It's not that complicated. But the idea that that my daughter, since she was the one born in New Jersey, my daughter, her DNA has to be stored for 23 years on the off chance that maybe someday, God forbid, she'll encounter a child rapist and they'll need to go back. It's a bunch of BS. This is the excuse. It's the excuse to be able to store the data is what it is. So the government can have that, that power and that, that information. Think of this way. We may just have two claims, but to me, it's a simple lawsuit, said the attorney. There is a Fourth Amendment right that protects people from unreasonable searches and seizures by the government and that the Supreme Court recognizes that parents have a fundamental right to protect their children and make decisions. And the state is infringing upon that. New Jersey has a laboratory in Trenton where samples are sent for disease testing, but the warehouse in which they are stored is unknown. So that's the other question I have. How are these things being kept safe? How do I know that my kid's DNA is not going to be Stolen, hacked into, copied. You know what I mean? I have no idea about that. I don't even know the security of this. I have no, 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 no ideas whatsoever. The lawsuit claims the lab processes more than 10, 100,000 newborns uh, each year. Other states have had to change their laws, and New Jersey needs to do the same thing, said the attorney. Our hope with the lawsuit is that these samples will be destroyed 
we will have consent and we will have more transparency. Absolutely. And using using a child rapist as the argument to turn around and say, yeah, you know what? That's why we need to store this information on your children is outrageous. It's just as simply outrageous. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. Let's break down the debate from last night. we got some great audio for you. Let us also talk about who Donald Trump is considering possibly as his running mate for VP. And Jerome Powell snaps at some wacky protesters. But I want to tell you about my buddy Tom Skopinich. He is a great guy, a great friend of the show. And he is the guy who's going to fight for you if you are injured in a lawsuit. You're driving home tonight. You see the billboard clowns. Those are all the people that, you know, they're big faces on the billboards. And please don't ignore that. What you want, if you're hurt in an accident, if you're injured, you need a guy who's going to actually meet with you, sit down with you. The billboard clowns don't do that. These are big firms. And what you want is Tom Skopinich. Because for 25 years, he's been on your side fighting for you and delivering the results for his clients, getting them the settlements they deserve, maximizing their settlements. And he's licensed in Pennsylvania and New Jersey, so he can help you on either side of the river. When you're injured in an accident, you need a lawyer to help you maximize your recovery and get the fair value of your case. Please do not assume the insurance companies are going to take care of you and value your case fairly. Insurance companies are big businesses, and they are concerned with one thing, their bottom line. You need the law offices of Thomas G. Skopinich. Tom has been serving the greater Delaware Valley for over 25 years, and he's helped many clients. With offices located in Lansdale, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, let Tom help you maximize your recovery and get the fair value for your case. Prior to starting his own practice, Tom Skopinich used to work for and on behalf of insurance companies, which gives him the tactics, the strategies that they're going to use against you. He knows them and he'll put them to work for you. 215-624-2211. ScopeLawyer.com, S-C-O-P-E Lawyer.com, ScopeLawyer.com. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.